on SAFM. Moral Regeneration Month 2020. July marks the commemoration of the Moral Regeneration Movement, an initiative of the MRM which is aimed at encouraging people to recommit to efforts of building communities grounded on positive values and rededicate to building a caring society in pursuit of creating lasting peace and prosperity in this country. This evening, we're, of course, joined by the chairperson of the MRM, Father Reverend Dada Mangaliso Um Thank you so much for joining us, Dada. We appreciate your being here. MRM, probably there's no greater time for South Africans to tap into their moral fiber, I suppose, Ubuntu, because the country has never seen, and the world for that matter, quite the world we now live in. Well, thank you very much, uh, and uh, good evening to everybody. Uh, the reason why uh, MRM chose July month uh, to highlight its program was because of its close association with the late Nelson Nelson Mandela, who made a mm. very passionate call already as early as 1994, when he said to his colleagues, especially in government, if you want to build a society that is different from the one of apartheid. There are certain values that we need to underscore, otherwise we are going to make exactly the same mistakes. So just to uh, uh, recap, some of the, the, the uh, problems that he highlighted already at that time that we needed to guard against, issues of abuse of women and children resulting in murder, violent crime, drugs, alcohol, uh, especially corruption and misuse of uh, uh, public office and positions in order to uh, enrich oneself. And also uh, the whole question of uh, um, uh, using one's position to win votes, especially those who are uh, campaigning uh, for uh, positions. And therefore he also said, it was very important for us to uh, guard against the spirit of materialism and conspicuous consumption, because already at that time there were very glaring instances of uh, th- that kind of uh, misbehavior, and which manifests itself especially in a, a rather exaggerated and expensive uh, um, uh, uh, houses, cars, clothing, and what have you, all really the trappings that seem to attract lots of people. So that was basically his message. And uh, so that uh, the moral generation movement um, is not really uh, about pie in the sky, as it were. It's about life about question of improvement of material well-being, economic justice, about peace, and the promotion of sound family and community values, about honesty, integrity, and so on. So that, in other words, when we talk about the moral generation movement, we should not be confused as a church or a religious organization. We work very closely with the churches, work very closely with the religious sector as a whole, work very closely with the uh, government institutions, institutions of higher learning, uh, political organizations across their uh, uh, ideologies and so on. So we try to be as inclusive as possible in our approach because the problems that face us as community, as a nation, 
are not linked to a particular ideology or a particular group only. They affect all of us. So that's where we yeah. are, and that's why we therefore thought that uh, during this month, when we celebrate Madiba's uh, 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 birthday and month, that we also then need to make sure that what he inspired in the person of uh, the moral generation movement should also be better understood and appreciated and supported by society as a whole. Let me take you then back to April 2002 when it was launched. A leading figure behind that, the face of government, not only you as the then Deputy Minister for Education, but the then Deputy President who would become our President. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jacob Zuma. How much did the work of the MRM benefit or became hamstrung by having then the face of Mr. Zuma as the lead figure behind the moral regeneration movement, given everything that he is talked about before his presidency, during his presidency, and even now with his legal woes? Yes. Uh, well, of course, the moral generation movement was not about Zuma. It was not even started. By I understand him. that, but he was a central figure. Tabum, in that. Ta- people look to the yes. people who occupy such positions. Right, Tabum Beki, as a matter of fact, is the one who was supposed to speak at the launch of the MRM to show support for the government. But because he couldn't make it, he then sent a, a Mr. Zuma, and that's why Mr. Zuma came into the picture. But the truth of the matter is that obviously uh, we cannot run away from the fact that uh, maybe some of the uh, 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 things that he did uh, were not actually very uh, exemplary, but we wouldn't want to waste too much time about an individual. And he was only a patron for only two years, and since then, all those who have been uh, a deputy president of the republic, they've all played that role of patron of the MRM. They're not leaders of the MRM, but they are just patrons. That includes all of them, including the current one, uh, Halima Mushanti, Mbete, uh, you name them, Mlambonguka, they've all played that particular role of relationship between moral generation and the uh, uh, and the government, just purely in terms of working together and also trying to find ways to support uh, uh, one another. And MRM, of course, uh, works even much more closely with organs of civil society, broadly speaking. Government is just one of the sectors. I think that point needs to be made very, very clear. Some checkered names when you talk about Mr. Zuma, what we have seen, a former deputy president as well, who became the Speaker of Parliament and did some silly things in an interview at the Oxford Union. I'm talking about, of course, Uma Mumbeta. The deputy president currently equally might not necessarily enjoy that kind of reference, that he's a moral leader in this country for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons. The fact that it is so politically tied to the ANC, do you think perhaps then that might be a challenge of the work of the MRM going forward to perhaps reconsider its positioning in society? Um, well, as I said, MRM is an entity in its own right. It is a board of directors and so on, and it works, as I say, with leaders of political parties from all sections of, uh, of society. And the, the, our relationship, of course, obviously, as I say, with the, uh, the former 
uh, deputy president is just something that everybody thought would be good because government has a lot of influence over society as a whole. And, for example, the, the, the uh, ANC always calls itself the leader of society. So if you actually then want to influence society to and also to be influential, uh, you work with organizations of that nature because you work with the organizations, not individuals, who lead those organizations, some of them are great. They actually may really be not uh, uh, the models of what actually um, uh, ethical behavior should be. But that's a topic for another day. Uh, they should not be confused with the moral generation as a movement but in its own rights. Fantastic. Let's then go to the news break. We will return after the news break. We have those who have joined us in conversation with the chairperson of the Model Regeneration Movement launched in 2002 at the Waterkloof Air Force Base. The speaker that day on the 18th of April was then Deputy President, Mr. Zuma. We do take your calls on 0891-104-207 after the break. What are your thoughts on what the Reverend has had to say? It's not necessarily the individuals, but the organization. My views are that an organization is made up of individuals. No organization acts. People act. People who tie themselves to an organization. And if those persons act one way or the other, whatever it is that they do and the aura that they bring into an organization, I dare even say, has a profound way of impacting the society who look to those persons and organizations for moral direction. Your thoughts after the news break. It's 21 hours. It's time for Greg Close. Viewpoint weekdays 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. Song is on my back on SAFM. I song is I don't understand my brother. You see, in this country. In South Africa, here we are talking with no solutions, with no nothing, and then all what we talk is this this English all the way. That is not helping us totally at all. And a black person is so poor and is continuing to be poor. And then even uh, the leader, the young leaders like Obama Malema, they are going to be old till they get 50 years. Till we talk and talk and talk, there is no solution in this country, no solution whatsoever. And then we, now, as long as we will go to pension, and you leaving us talking these problems, we don't go anywhere. That's the thought in relation to the first conversation. Let's take a call then from Anonymous in KZN. Good evening, Anonymous. Good evening, Songezo. I love the way you are putting your questions forward. I'm enjoying it on this end of the world. But I want to bring to your notice that, you know, uh, the first five years it was uh, beautiful when Mr. Mandela was around and when everyone campaigned for Mr. Mandela because we all loved him, right? Because he understood society and he understood all walks of life. But when the next generation took over, uh, you know, um, the next, uh, Mr. Tabum Beggy took over, okay, he had people from different uh, walks of life, but he chose all the well-to-do people's children, business children, business people, and put them in authority, right? He didn't give the poor people a chance. And the, and the third uh, person came, to, uh, the next generation came, the Zuma generation. You know, he chose, he chose to remove every person and put people only of his um, look-alike and in authority and removed all the Indians. If either they retired, 
and I, and the and the beneficiaries in his regime were only black people. Although Indians, coloreds, and whites were paying the uh, their, uh, majority were paying the rates and taxes, but were facilitated only by, uh, for black people. I don't know which black people, whether it's uh, uh, Sutu, Shangan, Zulus, Isikwazas, I don't know which black people. I can't tell you that one because I don't work for internal. Okay, uh, that's all Thank I Thank you so say. much, Anonymous. Yeah, no, no, sure. Father Mkato is going to respond to that. I do want to say Sheikh. I do want to say Maharaj. I do want to say Gupta. Strong relationships President Zuma enjoyed with those families. But in response to this, let me let me just say this, I think, to encapsulate parts of what at least I could identify and agree with. Um, and Reverend Mkato, this is for you to respond to, please, in relation to the work of the MRM. This is a quotation at a moral summit in 98. Madiba then goes on to say, open quote, the symptoms of our spiritual malaise are only too familiar. They include the extent of corruption, both in the public and private sector, where office and positions of responsibility are treated as opportunities for self-enrichment. The corruption that occurs within our justice system, violence in interpersonal relations and families, in particular, the shameful record of abuse of women and children and the extent of tax evasion and refusal to pay for services used. 1998, 22 years on, everything about that quote is as relevant now. Your response, please. Correct. Correct. I think it clearly, as long as you have done your homework, I appreciate that. So you take us very seriously. Just one or two quick uh, points I want to make before I address some of the questions raised, which I think are quite legitimate. First of all, with regard to people that act as MRM patrons, they are not appointed by us, MRM, but they are seconded to us by uh, uh, by government in order to strengthen the relationship between MRM and government as a, as a leader of uh, society. That's the first point. The second point, you remember that uh, uh, when Zuma, yes, I don't really like this idea of being very personal, but because uh, his name is definitely uh, very well known and so on, and the, the uh, uh, people usually criticize even some present members of Kabinu who served under him. And they said, this was this man, you worked with him day in and day out, you took certain decisions with him in Parliament, you supported certain decisions that he had taken. Are you then going to say, some people will even say, you should actually step aside because it means you neglected your duty. The point that I'm making is that you cannot then say the structure of government or uh, church uh, organizations, uh, political organizations, are all wrong because one of their leaders did not cover himself or herself in glory. But you, you find a way to deal with that situation. Either you get rid of that person, or you find another way of ensuring that the integrity of the organization does not depend on one person. Mm. But it continues mm. to do the work for which it was uh, uh, set up. I agree with the lady who spoke to say that uh, uh, we still, in in a way, have a, a huge problem. And that's why I think uh, the July month gives us an opportunity to, to reflect not only on Madiba just as a president. Madiba, the person, the man who had respect for, for, for society, for even the poorest of the poorest, 
who sacrificed such a good example by sacrificing his life for 27 years and more and so on, who was not selfish. Well, I won't go on the whole litany of the very good things that he did, the kind of example that we uh, uh, that he's, he left behind, because he was my dear, he was unique and so on. So I agree, therefore, that the, there's a way in which it was, in a way, he set a very good example or a foundation for the moral reconstruction of the society because he lived by example. And here, when we say live by example, we're not saying he was perfect. Even now, when all of us uh, are in leadership positions, um, from time to time, make stupid mistakes and so on. You are not then going to say, oh, well, these people are devils and so on and so on. But they make mistakes. But if they don't learn from their own mistakes, that's where we probably then need to find a way uh, to deal with them. SIPC itself, you have heard your own problems, your own challenge, very huge challenge. Are you then going to say, we dismiss SIPC because there was so and so and so and so? who had mess and things like that and so on. But you continue correcting the, the situation because SAPC is much bigger than all the people, its employees and the people that lead it. Here's a quote I'd like to read from the then Deputy Minister of Education following the report, I think it was 2000 of that year, of the MRM. Open quote. It little profits a nation to boast about thousands of teachers, doctors, lawyers, nurses, priests, mechanics, engineers, and all kinds of skilled persons if these are devoid of moral values. Did Nazi Germany not boast of a similarly skilled citizenry? Yet it was the same professional and skilled persons that were turned into monsters that sent helpless people to gas chambers, conducted experiments on human bodies without their consent and mercilessly killed people for being different to them. In Isitosa, the word is ubuzwe. Those were your thoughts yes. back then in Fundisiwam. <laughs> South Africa has not changed. <laughs> These things are not changing. Yes. What is going on? Sure. No, there's no. Yes, I, I definitely. Uh, even if I wanted to, I would have no choice to change that because those challenges, those issues outlined, remain as valid today as they were uh, before, and that's why, for me, in the final analysis, what we really need mm-hmm. to do is not just to leave all these challenges and problems, especially social pathologies and so on and so on, to government, to the police. I think we've got to organize organs of civil society to work, yes, indeed, hand-in-hand with government, because there are certain actions that only government has got the authority and the power to, uh, uh, to carry out. But without the active involvement of society, organs of society, Conscientized, of course, not just organizing people, but mm-hmm. a highly conscientized leadership of society, the problems are going to be with us. Like if you look at the, the, the disparity between the very rich and the uh, uh, very poor in society manifested, especially during now, during the, 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 uh, the lockdown situation, you actually realize that uh, unless the people themselves stand up and say, no, 
we are not going to allow this to happen. Yes, we agree with this. We are going to support it and so on. We are not going to be, no, no government can really be uh, uh, successful. And I, for that reason, therefore, I feel very strongly that the, uh, what Nadiba was talking about was a kind of a, a revolution in behavior and conduct of people, especially, Excellent. especially, not solely, especially those who are in leadership position. Because once you are either elected or you play the role of a leader, whether it's a traditional leader or uh, even if you are not elected, but once, once you are in that uh, uh, position, whether you like it or not, in mm. you, people see a leader, someone who should lead the way you show them the light, someone who should be honest, who should be trustworthy, someone who should set a very good example you know, for young people, for old people, and so on. And so you cannot therefore say, for instance, this is my private life or this is my private business. It has nothing to do with anybody else and so on and so on. Well, then you shouldn't be a leader at all. You shouldn't be in parliament at all if at all you, you, you are not guided by those values which say, I am the servant of the people. I prioritize the common good of all, not my private pocket. Fantastic. Reverend Mkacho, thank you so much for your time. We could certainly speak forever, but I appreciate your time. I think I might call you back. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Well, thank you very much also for doing your homework. I really appreciate that. Please play for the nation. Reverend Mangalisa Mkacho, chairperson of the Moral Regeneration Movement. After the ad break, the MEC for Health in Gauteng, Bandile Masuko, 